Revelation chapter number 2, we'll read these verses and I'll let you see. because I like y'all well some of y'all hey man no I'm just kidding I like everybody I like all of you and I like hanging around with y'all and hanging out with y'all but boy when he shows up boy don't that make a difference amen amen when he shows up he's in the majority amen revelation chapter 2 in verse number 1 when you get there say amen. amen unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. That's a pretty good resume. I mean, this is... Uh, a picture of the early church. This is a picture of that specific church. And uh, God is saying, man, you're working hard. Boy, you're, you're not putting up with sin. Uh, you, you're sanctified, separated, steadfast. I mean, you can just go down the list here. And, and, and you, are, you are staying with it. But I would have never guessed he'd have said what he's fixing to say. In a description of a church of this magnitude and the way they're operating... He said this in verse 4, Nevertheless, in other words, even after all of that, I have somewhat against thee. Say it with me. Because thou hast left thy first love. Say it again. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent. And do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, And will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your mercy. God bless us now. We need your spirit to move up and down the pews today. Lord, we'll praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Working hard. Serving. Separated, sanctified, steadfast. But there's a problem. I have have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Thy first love. I want to preach just a few moments uh, this morning on the subject playing without passion. Playing without. Without passion. Say that with me. Say it again. I, I was, I, I, my little girl, uh, little Becca, she plays, she plays uh, basketball. And, and I, I've never been much of a basketball fan because I just never played that much basketball. Didn't know a whole lot about it, enough to go shoot hoops a little bit. But that's about all. And, uh, and, and Becca decided to play this year, and, and, and she's playing. I'm going to the games. And, and I found out this. It, it doesn't really nece- necessarily has to do with a particular sport. I'm just, I'm just competitive. Amen. I just, I have found that out about myself, and I, I, I see it doesn't matter what it is. It just, I'm very passionate about it. If I'm going to do something, man, I want to do it all the way wide open. And, man, I don't just want to be on the team. I want the ball. Get, say amen. 
I mean, I, I was sitting there and I'm watching them and, 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 and I, I'm just, I'm finding myself, uh, and, and, and you realize that, that, that everybody that plays the game don't always play it with the same attitude. How I many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Uh, and, 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 and there was one individual on the team, and, 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 and I was watching, and, and this person really should be the leader, and, and this person really should uh, be the best one on the team, and, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just, just wondering what in the world's going on. I want to fix something, amen? And, and, I, and I talked to Becca. I said, Becca, what's, the de- uh, what's wrong with so-and-so? And, and, and she says, well, uh, she don't really want to play, but her parents are making her play. I thought to myself, that's it. That's it. Uh, Not wanting to be there, going through the motions, doing the drills, playing the game, but really not wanting to be there. And all of a sudden, when she said that, it clicked in my head. This, This chapter and this verse made a whole lot more sense in my heart about what God was talking about, leaving the first love. They were in the game. They were playing the game. They were going through all the motions. They were doing all the drills, but their heart was not in the deal. Last week, we talked about pride. Last week, we talked about pride, and and we're talking about things that's going to cause us to become more Christ-like. And Man, one of the greatest attributes of the Lord Jesus Christ was his passion. His passion. Passion. He said when he was a little bitty fella, 12 years old, they came and said, why did you do this unto us? Well, you remember when he got left behind and he was there in the temple asking questions and answering questions? And this is what he said. He said, wished you not that I must be about my father's business. Even at 12 years old, he had a passion for what God had called him to do. He said, I must be about my father's business. Later on, he said, I must do the works of him that sent me while it is day for the night cometh when no man can work. Listen, when he threw them all out of the temple they remembered the verse that said the zeal of thine house has eaten me up he was passionate about what he done he had a passion for what he did he had a passion for the father's service he had a passion for the father's sanctuary man he was passionate about what he does i love that i love somebody that's passionate about what they do it doesn't matter what they do man in the Ryder cup this year anybody like golf anybody play golf Anybody ever heard of the Ryder Cup? Amen, Ryder Cup. I mean, the, the, the Europeans were killing us. They were, I mean, they were just whipping us from back in, it was a 99, I think was the last time that we had done anything back in 99. And we were, we were the underdogs big time this year. But there was one gentleman on the United States side whose name was Boo Weekly. Now, some of y'all may not know who Boo Weekly is, but Boo Weekly was not the aristocrat that everybody else was. He's just a good old boy who dipped snuff and catfish. Say amen. Listen, he had it. He didn't care what they thought. I mean, he had a passion for what he was doing. He even did a happy Gilmore trot right across the middle, right on national TV. Had the whole crowd screaming, Boo S.A., Boo S.A. Boo. I'm telling you, he had them fired up and going on national TV in a sport where they're supposed to be quiet and reserved. Son, he was passionate. And you know what? They won. They, the others complain, but losers usually do. Say amen. Say, so what are you getting at? Man, he was passionate about it. He was passionate about what he was doing. He was passionate about playing the game. We need the same passion in what we do for God. Are you here in this church serving God? Are you here doing what you do for God? Are you playing the game without passion? 
Boy, we need passion in our services. We need passion in our ministries. We need passion in our marriages. Marriages. This week, this week I was preaching in Inglewood, Florida. Two hours past Tampa. I mean, we drove for three days to get there. Amen, it seemed like. It, we, we got down there. Uh, Dad went with me. He can, he can testify to this. I was, at the, I was at the back door after the service was over. I was standing there, and people were coming. <clears throat> and most of the people uh, were elderly folks. It was, it, was, it was South Florida. Say amen. I mean, it, and I should have known better. I said, yes, I was preaching in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, uh, or excuse me, Columbus, Ohio, just a couple weeks ago. And boy, them people are different. Anybody from Columbus? Half the church raised a hand. I said, boy, them were some fine people up there. Amen. I was standing at the door. I was standing at the door, and this lady came by. Uh, Kendrick, she was probably 120. I mean, she was, she was frail. I mean, just a little lady, just as cute as a button. She had, she had uh, oxygen on her, on her nose, had one of them, them side oxygen packs, and she was walking real slowly, and she shook my hand, and she kind of stayed there at the door. And I could tell she was waiting on something. I looked back to my left, and here come a little guy. I mean, just a little old frail guy. He was about 130. Amen. And he come by, and, and you could tell he must have had a stroke because one, one side was... was uh, paralyzed and he had a cane and he was walking real slow and he got up to me he looked at me he said you see that woman right there I said yes sir he said that's the best looking thing in this building I said I, I said sir he said that's the best looking thing in this building and I looked at her I said ma'am do you hear what he said about you he said what she said what he say he said you're the best looking thing in this building she reached over with her hand and said ain't he sweet Boy, I tell you what, you don't have an excuse not to have passion in your marriage. We can have it. We need it. God wants you to be passionate about what you do. The Bible says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. You know what? God, the coach in heaven, is just as passionate about what's happening down here. He is sitting on the bleachers right now, and he is looking out and feeling just the way I've been feeling these basketball games, saying, come on, man, get with it. Show a little fire. Show a little enthusiasm. God's watching what we do. Like said days ago, halfway, half-hearted, not really into what we're doing, not in but not out. Here we are going through the motions, playing without passion. God cares about how we, he, he don't just care that you're here. He's, he's, I promise you, he is as, I'm as happy as can be you're here, and so is he. But it's more than that. It's more than just taking a part and sitting in one of these pews. It's more than just sitting in these chairs. God does not just care about what you do. He cares about why you do it. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Passion. Passion. We see, we see just a couple things here this morning I want to share with you. Number one, I want you to see the concern. The concern. The Bible says in, in verse number 2, Verse number 2 and 3, he talks about their, their service and their work and their labor. But he says, I, I have a problem, I have an issue, I have a situation I, I'm concerned about. He said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. There is, there is activity without affection. Activity without affection. There is labor without love. There is performance without passion. Say, why would God care about whether you are passionate about it or not? Because God knows love leaves first, then leaves labor. Do you all remember 
Y'all remember the gentleman in the Old Testament who worked for his wife for seven years. But the Bible says it seemed but a short time for the love that he had for her. Why does God care about why you do what you do? Because he knows if love leaves, labor will soon follow. Are y'all asleep this morning? Is it, are y'all here? Hello. Amen. Say amen, somebody. Wake up. Amen. This is important. God cares about what we do. God cares about why we do it. He's concerned. He said, you have left your first love. He said, why are you doing what you do? Why do you go to church? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you uh, witness to somebody else? You know, I, I, I found this out too. I, I've talked with other people about some of the changes that we are, we are making and we have made and, and what's going on with, the, with the, uh, the young people and everything. And, and I was sitting at a table and I found this out. It was not hard for me to talk about it. I sat there, I mean, I, right in the middle of that whole group of people. There was about 15 or 20 people right there at the Denny's after church. I said, if y'all really want to know, here it goes. Y'all may think I'm the Antichrist, but I'm going to lay it to you. And I went through, I mean, I drew out the circles for them. Here we are, they're in. Well, what do you do then? Well, what are you doing now? Well, how are you doing that? Or how are you doing it? And here we go, we're talking. And we could have talked all night long. You know why? Because I was very passionate about what I'm doing. I'm very passionate about what God is doing in this place. I like talking about the kids getting saved. And listen, Josh getting saved in the woods. I'm very passionate about that. I care about that. It's something that's dear to my heart. Can you tell me what you're passionate about? What is burning in your soul right now? What's burning in your heart right now? That Listen, the prophet said, I was going to hush and I was going to keep my peace. I was not going to preach anymore. I was tired of it. I was going to throw in the towel. But his word was as a fire shut up in my bones. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? Listen, you say, I'm not passionate about nothing. You're lying through your teeth. You're lying. I know you're passionate about something. It may not be things of God, but you're passionate about something. A lot of you are passionate about football. Amen. Just say, I know, I'm passionate about football. I'll admit it. I had my Florida jacket on. Got a big gator on the back. Big Florida gator on the back. I want everybody to know I'm, I'm a gator fan. Amen. And I was in, I was in Carrollton, Georgia. I was in Carrollton, Georgia at a truck stop right there. We was coming through getting gas. And I was standing in line. I had my chocolate jujubees. I mean, I had everything here. I had my chocolate-covered raisins. I had everything in, in, in my snack uh, uh, situation. And I was standing there, and there was a guy in front of me, and he turned around and looked at me, and he turned around and did that double look. He turned straight face and said, Roll Tide. I stood right there, and I said, We'll see. You know what? I'm just as passionate as he is. Amen. And he started laughing, and I started laughing. He's, he lives in Birmingham, Alabama, goes to Gardendale First Baptist. That's a good deal. A good thing we didn't get a knockdown drag out right here. We'd have to repent Sunday morning. Amen. Passionate. And we are. It's not that we don't have passion. It's not that we don't have emotion. It's just what are we passionate about? You can be passionate about anything, and you need to be. I, I think you need to be passionate about whatever you do. I think you need to do it. If you, if you decide to do it, man, go all the way. Mike Akinelli. You ever heard of Mike Akinelli, the, the bass fisherman, bass masters? Bass, he's a pro bass fisherman. I was watching him on TV the other day. I like bass fishing, and other people, you know, they'll catch a, catch a fish and put him in the, put him in the live well. Not Mike Akinelli. Son, here, woo! Yeah, baby! 
baby! And puts in the lie wheel. I said, I like him. And they was talking about how people didn't like him, and he's just too emotional, and he's just too, oh, he, man, he's passionate about what he does. You know how I found out about passionate people? People either love him or hate him. Tim Tebow is very passionate about what he does. He made it, he said in a, in a, uh, a column, I'll just, I just read it this morning, talking about the way they're playing now. He said, we're not playing emotional, we're playing passionately. He said, emotions leave in five to ten minutes, but passion will get you through the weight training. Passion will get you through the summer camp. Passion will get you through two-a-days. You've got to play with passion if you're ever going to win. And I found out you either love him or hate him. I've looked it on the blogs, and if he's he's on your team, you love him. If he ain't, you hate him. Amen. You know what? I want this community to think that about us. Bless God, who do they think they are? That's what I want them to say. Because that means we're doing something. Vance Havner said, if you want people to talk about you, have more, no more, do more, and people will talk about you. Well, I'm tired of worrying about what people are saying. I want to get them talking. Why don't we give them something to talk about? You know how we can? Let's start being passionate about what we're doing. Let's start being passionate about reading our Bible. Let's be passionate about winning souls. Listen, we can do what these young people are doing. They're on fire. They've got a passion for what they're doing. Church, say Amen. Playing without passion. What a boring way to play. I wouldn't even want to play that way. Amen? What causes that? What causes us to lose passion in the house of God, to lose that fire, to lose that, 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 that feeling and that, that, all that excitement? I love, I, Josh is sitting, I can't help it. I pick on Josh all the time, but I can't help, I love that new Christian stuff. We'll talk on the phone. We, we went to, uh, where did we go? Jasper? Is that where we went the other night? Went to Jasper to a coon hunt. All the way. I could care less about the coon. I didn't do worth, worth anything in the coon hunt. But, boy, I sure enjoyed the trip there and the trip back. Talked about Bible and the church and this and that. And I, just, that just that new wanting stuff. Dad told me went right after he got saved, him and Mom and Paul Howe and Cheryl Howe, listen, they didn't know anything about the Bible. They'd stay up all night long reading the Bible and end up cooking breakfast in the morning just trying to get just that, as a babe, desire the sincere milk of the Word. You know what's wrong with some of y'all? You've gotten over it. You've gotten over the fact that you're not going to hell. You've gotten over the fact that God redeemed you by his own love, by grace, and not of works. Listen, you were in hell. I mean, in the midst of my dad. I was, I was preaching right by, I mean, I hadn't even started preaching yet. The second night of the service, and, and the singing was pretty good. And I went to give the text, and he just jumped up. Well, glory. I think three had a heart attack, I think. I said, don't mind him. He just realized he's going to heaven. I said, if you knew what God saved him from, you'd be shouting too. We've lost that. Amen. You know what the, the disciples did? And we're trying to be disciples. Isn't that what we're trying to be? Disciples? First thing the disciples did when they found Christ, they went and got somebody and brought them. We found them. And we've lost that. What causes us to lose that, preacher? Well, look at number two. We see the concern. Then we see number two. I want you to see the cause. Thou hast left. I'm glad the King James is the King James. I'm glad the way it's worded. And if yours is not worded this way, you need to scribble out and write this in there. Thou hast left, not 
lost. Are y'all with me? Listen, there's a major difference between losing and leaving. Now, we don't need to be singing the Righteous Brothers right here and say, I lost that love and feeling. You didn't lose it, you left it. If I leave this here and walk away from it, I may not have it anymore, but I sure know where to get it. Now, if I lost it, that'd be a whole other story. Amen? If I lost it, I wouldn't know where to find it. I wouldn't know where to... But if I leave something, I know where to get it. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. This is not the end of the road. This is not the final chapter. This is not the end. You say, well, it's all said and done in our ministry. It's all said and done in our ministry. No, sir. No, sir. It's not a losing situation. It's a leaving situation. There is hope. There's hope. But what causes us to do that? Three things. Write this down quickly. Quickly. I got to hurry. Brother Dole's buying my lunch today. Amen. I'm excited about it. He's very passionate about uh, uh, burritos. Amen. What causes us to leave? Leave and, and, and have that feeling that's not what it needs to be. Not have that passion for the house of God. Listen, it could be, A, our sin. Our sin. Boy, I, I remember when I did something right. When I got a good grade, Chad, when I had a good report card. Uh, man, I couldn't wait for Dad to get home. I mean, it was just, yeah, man, I couldn't wait to see him. I mean, he, he was the first one I wanted to see. But when I didn't, I remember one time, I've told this here before, but there's enough new people here, I can tell it again. If you've heard it, just laugh anyhow. I remember when I got a report card, do they still put uh, behavior on that thing, on the report cards today, on the progress reports or whatever? Do they do that? Like the conduct side of it? I always hated that side. And, and on, that, on that, that side over there, the teacher just happened to that day check the box that says shows initiative. Well, I wasn't caught up on my vocabulary, and I thought it said shows inattentive. And I, I thought it meant that I wasn't paying attention. That I was goofing off and not paying attention. Now, now some of y'all, that might not mean nothing to y'all. But if you had a parent like I did and you didn't pay attention, son, they're going to get your attention. Dad believed the Board of Education applied to the seed of knowledge will give you a grand education. And I thought that teacher was saying I wasn't paying attention. Son, I, I started sweating. I started, I, I, I feared God, my dad, that leather belt. I feared it all. I, I, just, I scared death. Said, oh, dear God, what am I going to do? I, I don't know. I, I, this is this, why I, I, I tried to figure out this idea. I could, I could say this or I could do that. I, I said, Lord, if I just could. And I got home, and Mom was there first, thank God. And I, showed, I said, look here, before you read that, I don't care what that woman said. She ain't never liked me. She's prejudiced. She don't like preacher's kids. And I'm telling you, I, I, that woman's crazy. She's lying through her teeth. She don't even know me. I ain't never, she ain't even hardly in the classroom. I don't know what's wrong with this woman. <laughs> Mom looked at the conduct report and said, shows initiative. She said, you dummy, that means you're doing things before you ask to do them. I said, that woman's wonderful. <laughs> She's a good woman, amen. Boy, when I had stuff like that, I had no problem seeing that. 
But when I had done something I knew I wasn't supposed to do, I wanted to be on the back 40 when he arrived. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, sometimes we lose that loving feeling in the house of God. We lose that passion for what we're doing for God because we have sin in our life. The Bible says, Brother Barnes, you got that verse right underneath that? The Bible says that because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax what? Cold. It's like that, it's like that coal that you take out of the fire. Now, church, watch this. Some of y'all don't think y'all need to be here today. But you're just like that coal. When it's up around them other coals, it's glowing red. But you take it out and put it out here by itself, and it won't be long you'll be able to pick it up with your hands. What are you saying, preacher? I think you need to stay in the fireplace. Listen, because sin abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. Preacher, what will bring that fire back? Get the sin right. Come to God and say, I'm, and he wants you to. He said, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, sin will cause us to grow cold. Not only our sin, but B, write this down, our surroundings. Young people, pay close attention to this. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. It says, and delivered just lot, vexed with a filthy conversation. The word vexed means tortured. Vexed with a filthy conversation of the wicked. Now watch this. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed or tortured his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. What's that saying? You could, you could love God and want to do right, and you're here in the house of God, but if you hang around filth all week long, that love's going to grow cold. Because you seeing it, you hearing it, you being around it, you being influenced by it. You say, oh, I'm going to pull them into where I am. No, it don't ever happen that way. You send somebody up on a ladder and you stay down at the bottom, and I guarantee you, you'll pull them down before they pull you up. Be careful of your surroundings. Hang around people that want what you want. Hang around people that do what you do. If you want to be right with God, hang around people that want to be right with God. Listen, if you want to be on fire, if you want to be passionate, then be around passionate people. There's enough ice cubes around here. Don't get around them. And this is for adults too. There are people that will drain your energy. They will drain your passion. They'll be so negative. Listen, they'll pull you down. Don't get around people like that. Say hi and bye. That's all you need to do. Stay around people that have a passion for God and a passion for souls. Your surroundings will affect the passion in your life. Not only our sin, not only our surroundings, but see, our schedules. Ooh. Our schedules. Mercy, mercy. The Bible says this. The Bible says that Martha, Luke 10, 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. 
Preacher, what are you saying? If you're too busy for God, you're too busy. If your schedule is so full, you don't have time to spend alone with God, you're too busy. I found this out. I've got to work on my schedule. I've got to work on my schedule. I've had to do some things here lately and miss some some things with my children and my wife, and I, I, I'm, there's going to be some schedule development. Why? Because I can't get them back. You can't get time with God back. You, are, you have each day a train car. Do you understand this? Each day God gives you a train car to use for his glory and to spend time with him, and every day that train car goes by. You never get that train car again. Be careful with your schedule. Sometimes we lose passion and we lose that 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 love for God and we lose that excitement, that emotion, that enthusiasm that we need because we don't spend enough time in His presence. Church, we need that. Be careful not to let sin or your surroundings or your schedules keep you from being passionate for God. Third of all, write this down real quickly. We're going quick, I promise. What was number one? We see the... Number two, we see the... Then number three, write this down. I want you to see the consequence. The consequence. He said this. He said, remember from whence thou art fallen, repent and do thy first words, or else. Boy, don't you hate when God says, or else. Or else. You can do this, you can take this step, or else. He said, I will come quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place. Now he is speaking to the church. Do y'all remember that? He's addressing the church. You say, what is the candlestick? If you go back in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament tabernacle, in the holy place, there was two, there was two sanctuaries. There was the holy place, then the holy of holies. In the holy place, there was the table of showbread. Uh, there was the altar of incense, and there was the, 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 the candlestick, which the people were supposed to bring uh, oil beat down every day to keep that fire going. There was no natural light allowed in the holy place. The only light that was allowed there was coming from the candlestick, which represented the Holy Spirit, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Preacher, what are you saying? God says if you don't straighten it up, if you don't develop that passion, that first love, that first Christian excitement, if you don't go back and do what you do because you love and you're affectionate toward me, he said, I will come and remove that candlestick. I will come and remove the presence of the Holy Ghost out of the church. Preacher, what does that mean? That means you will be singing with natural talent. That means you'll be preaching with natural ability. That means you'll be serving without the power and favor of the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you, as one who has done it with and without, I don't want to do it without God. I don't want to preach without God. I don't want to sing without God. I need God's hand. I need God's favor on what we do in this place there are so many people and so many churches that just keep right on operating God ain't within a hundred miles of that place yet they keep having church they keep having service and have no idea that God is nowhere close to where they are God has removed the candlestick because they're playing without passion they're going to church because Paul Paul went to church they're showing up because they're afraid to what everybody else will say about them if they don't well, I tell you what, church is a miserable place to go when you're going out of obligation. In service to God. Now listen, y'all, I don't know why this is, 
it, this is such, I don't know why there's a difficult atmosphere here this morning. I guess because Satan's fighting it. But you need to understand this. Serving God under obligation is a, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. But boy, when you love them. Boy, I tell you what, there's some things. She done something for me sweet yesterday. Brought me some extra clothes so after work day I could take a shower and change. And it's just something sweet. She, she does little sweet things like that for me. And man, that just makes me want to do something for her. Amen. And you know what? When you're doing it because you have to, husbands, wives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what will it bring? What's the consequence of playing without passion? A, failure. You preach and nothing happens. You teach and nothing happens. You sing and nothing happens. Failure. Cobwebs growing in the baptistry. Don't even need to vacuum the altar because there ain't been nobody there for a while. And then after failure, when you start failing, then you get frustrated. Anybody watched the Texas Tech game last night and willing to admit it in the house of God? Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Some of you are admitting it. Oklahoma put a show enough whooping. And you know what happened? After Texas Tech kept failing and failing, it just not, they began to get frustrated. Begin to do things that they really shouldn't do. You know what happens when we get frustrated? We'll get mad at each other. When we get frustrated, we'll take it out on our spouses. When we get frustrated, we'll take it out on our, our, our people in the church that go to church with us, and they're, they're our family. We get frustrated and we take it out on God. Wonder why God's doing what God's doing. Am I just preaching to me this morning? When we fail, then we get frustrated. Peter said, Lord, I don't, I don't even know him. Denied him three times, got frustrated and said, well, I'm just going back fishing. <laughs> Look, the natural tendency, the natural tendency when you get frustrated in the house of God and in the ministry is to go back to what you were good at you know there's some people that went back to the bar because that was the only thing they was good at there were some other people that went back to the crack pipe because that's the only thing they was good at they went back to the juke joint or they, they went back doing that's what Peter did he said, I go fishing. You know what he was saying? He said, I done failed at this ministry stuff. I, I better go back to what I was good at. But you're going to find out that you're no longer what you were. Amen. You may drink that beer, but it won't do nothing for you. Amen. Fished all night long and caught nothing. You go ahead. Go on back. Listen, I'm glad failure's not final. Jesus came up to him and said, have you any meat? He knew they didn't have no meat. He just wanted them to admit it. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Are you tired of being frustrated? Are you tired of dragging in this in all night long and wore out and tired and ready to throw in the... Are you tired of being that way? You tired of failing? Tired of frustration? What happens when we get frustrated? Then see, we get fatigued. Fatigue is weariness or exhaustion from labor, exertion or stress. Listen, 
Frustration is a deep chronic sense or state of insecurity and dissatisfaction arising from unresolved problems or unfulfilled needs. He said, I'll remove the candlestick out of his place. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about when, when, when the Holy Spirit blows through here? And the choir will sing, and it don't really matter what they sing. A trio will sing, and God's Spirit will move, and everything's easy. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But then when He's not, it's frustrating. Listen, you need God in the ministry, but you need God in your marriage. You need God in your, in your, your uh, uh, partnerships at work. You need God in everything you do. Last of all, what can we do? The conclusion, number, number four. And this is it. This is it. What was number one? We see the... Say it again. Say it again. Number two. Number three. Number four, he says this. Say, preachers, you really hope? Yeah. First thing to do, remember. Say that with me. Say it again. Say it again. Remember. Can we remember when we went to, we went to Crawfordville to see them Christmas lights? Our first date. You remember that? No, I'm not going over there. She says, get over there. Remember when I brought you home and and uh, you, you, you didn't call your mama and, and she was on the porch? You remember when uh, we went on our first really official date to Red Lobster and I locked the keys in the car and I had to crawl through the back glass? Do you remember in Red Lobster, in Red Lobster when we sat at the booth and you said, this is where me and my ex-boyfriend sat. <laughs> Do you remember that? That's good because you're not going to forget it. I remember I got my paycheck that day and I learned something from my dad. See, we've always been poor, but we didn't want to be. And we didn't want to appear poor. So we would get the biggest bill we could and get everything else and put ones and make a big wad and put the big bill around the wad. I need a witness. Anybody ever done that before? So you can just... So all you let them see is the big number, but not all the rest of the ones. Amen. Amen. Well, here we go through the mall after we ate at Red Lobster and I crawled through the back glass to get into the car. That was so macho and, and romantic. And, and uh, we went to the mall and I, I bought this for her, 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 her sister and I bought this for her brother. And this was at Christmas time. So, and then I bought this for uh, her mama and, and, then it, and then it dawned on me. I run out of money. I couldn't buy her nothing. I said, I've got yours in Florida. Amen. What a lie. She knew it was a lie. I didn't know she knew it was a lie, but she knew it was a lie. You know, sometimes life gets rough now. Bills get tough. 
problems get tough, and we forget about that stuff. We forget about, we forget about driving all night long on Christmas Day. Mom said, Mom said, you want a present or do you want money? I said, I want money. Because she knew I wanted to go back up and see her. So I worked all day that day. Listen, or excuse me, half of that day at the golf course, went and ate Christmas dinner with my sister and then drove all night all the way back to South Carolina to see her. Got to the door, knocked on the door. She went running through the, wouldn't even open the door. She had done taking her contacts out and put her glasses on. She wouldn't let me in the house till she put her contacts back in. Her mom and dad made me stay on the porch till she got her contacts back in. That's cool. I remember, I remember when we went seeing her family for the first time. And, and her dad, her stepdad comes up with some dumb names. I mean, just some goofy nicknames that he just calls people. And, and we were on our way back, and she said, she said Malcolm, I, 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 he comes up with the dumbest stuff. I don't know why he called you. I just don't, don't worry about it. He, he don't mean it. He just comes up with things. He just comes up with the dumbest things to call people. I said, what? I didn't even hear him. I, my hearing, I didn't even hear what he said. I said, well, what in God's name did he call me? He said, Eugene. <laughs> now, most of you don't know this, but that's my middle name. I took my wallet out and took my driver's license out. I said, read this. She said, oh. See, I remember all that. So, oh, that's, a, that's cool to me. We had a great time. But you know, sometimes we forget that. We forget the feeling we had. We forget that first Amen. fluttering. Yeah. Hello. Amen. And you know what we need to do in our ministries, our marriage, everything? Just remember. Amen. Remember when you first got saved? Remember when it first dawned on you that God loved you no matter how stupid you was yeah. and saved you? Remember that first time that God showed you something in his word when you were looking and it was just for you and how excited you felt? Amen. How can I play with passion, preacher? Remember. Then number two, this is the most important. Repent. You need to understand something. If you've been, and I know I'm going a little long, but this is important and we need this. If we've gotten away from God, that's a sin. And any sin needs to be repented of. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. I never seen this till Brother McCormick was here doing those those marriage deals and, and uh, on the teaching on the family. He said when when you you and your wife get in that spat and argument or whatever that fuss and and then you make up with each other and everything's fine. He said then you need to both kneel down on your knees and ask God to forgive you. And it never clicked in my head. When we're fussing and cussing and carrying on, well, I'm fussing, she's cussing, amen. Not really. But when we do that, that's sin. And we need to make that right with God. And the Bible says, remember, then repent. Repentance is two things, confessing and forsaking. God, I've been away from you. God, there's been no passion in my service. There's been no passion in my worship. There's been no passion in my singing. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But then the Bible says this, see, return. Go do it again. Go do it again. You say, well, me and my wife, we're just not passionate. Well, go do what you did in the first place. 
The problem with what we do is we get married and we quit doing what we did to get to that place. And we need to go back and do it again. Go back and be romantic. Go back and, and do, do things. Oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. It's not that you can't. It's you won't. I'm just, I'm just what I am. Yeah, old dolls can learn new tricks. If you want to. That's right, preacher. Preach right there. Even if you're long-winded, just preach on right there. Amen. We can do this. We can play with passion again. If we want to. Remember? What was those three things? Say it with me. Say it again. Church, say amen. Dear Heavenly Father, help us today to practice these things. 